Too Many Comics, episode 197. Brooks, I'm going to move this to the top of our list uh, because a good Ryan follow-up is always a good place to start. I hate these. It usually means I did something wrong. Okay, so he says, he questioned that we're not into the Falcon Winter Soldier show. He says, I love their limited interactions in the movies. I think it's going to be a great buddy cop kind of show. That's it? Uh, well, that's the first one. I would say to that, um, I've listened, I've... I really like the Winter Soldier. I feel like he's been underutilized in the movies. True. I'm anxious to see them dive into his character a bit more in the show. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to all the shows. It's probably just of between like the Wanda show. I'm looking forward to this show more than the Loki one. So it's not the the least one I'm looking forward to. Really, I, I put I would put Loki ahead of this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, you know whatever. I think we've I've seen enough of Loki. I mean, I'm sure his show's gonna be fine, but. Yeah, seen uh, okay. quite a bit of him. Uh, okay. And then he says about the Arrowverse. I don't know what to tell you about the Arrowverse. I've only kept watching The Flash in the last few years, and it's kind of subpar. Fingers crossed for the next season. If you just want to check out the crossover stuff, I think you'd be fine just watching the yearly crossover episodes in each show. I think a few years ago they did an Earth-X crossover. That's probably when this build-up started. Each show, I'm sure, touches on the multiverse. I know Flash does, and I imagine Legends, but not essential to the crossovers. Okay, so I have to say that my memory is good enough that I can tell you that he gave us shit years ago for questioning the veracity of all of these DC shows. So I smell a flip-flopper. Mm. That's right. Shots fired. Just in time for some <laughs> uh, debates happening as we speak. Master debates. Lots of flip-floppers. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we got an interesting email since the last show uh, yes. and Sorry on us for not having responded yet. We will most likely do so tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, but David Pepos, writer of Spencer and Locke, Spencer and Locke. Uh, has a new book coming out, and he would like to come pimp it on the show again. I'm down with that. And I feel bad because I need to respond to Tyler Boss and uh, – shoot. Uh, Elliot Rahal. Need to, need to get on that. All right, well, let's make it happen. That's three interviews. Okay. I know. I do have an update, by the way, on uh, a buddy of mine who is a very talented um, creative director type. Uh, showed me a number of treatments of a new logo for us. I'm ready and waiting. Uh, that I have not shared. And, of course, I'm not going to just like hand you my choice. We, you, you, you do get to weigh in on this, but I have not done that. Ready and waiting. I'm, I, listen, I know how persnickety you can be. All right. That well, was the word. I look forward to that. Today, uh, after 197 episodes and a few more uh, interviews, I think it's time for a brand refresh. Well, like a like a actual logo. Mm-hmm. That'd be great, and not I mean, one that it, I just designed in five seconds. And also, I mean, you know, I, I partially co-wrote our theme song. Part I, I get 20 percent credit for that. That's what I'm saying. But I did. I also sang background. <laughs> I did. Uh, the Boys is now out on Amazon. Have you watched any of it? I have watched episode one. How about you? I have not touched it yet. So, you know, I, this is one of those books that I read years ago. And I remember being like, this is really, really dirty. They, they, there's a lot. And, I, and I'm not I'm not some type of like shrinking violet, but I was still like, there's some weird shit happening. Some and filth. I would say there is some filth. And I would tell you this much that there is a scene in the book in the initial in the initial um introduction of the book that i was like and actually we, we a mutual friend of ours was visiting this weekend and i said like you know in the comic book it looks like this and then they did it and i was like okay that's interesting and i'm not gonna say what it was or when it was but it was episode one so you could probably figure out one of the things that i'm like 
what happened? Mm. So that, so, so that, so that, and, I, and if you were the one, I'll tell you off, uh, offline, but that, so that happened. That was interesting. And also the, um, the non-superpowered lead, the, the, the guy that, 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 you know, gets wronged by a hero is uh, played by, um, the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, Jack Ryan. Interesting. Did our mutual friend bring that up? Um, I think we both thought he looked familiar and then I looked it up and I was like, Hey, that's the very privileged son <laughs> of Meg Ryan and, and uh, Dennis Quaid. There you go. All right. Well, that's yet another comic book show to check yeah. out and it's already been yeah. renewed for a second season. And it is, I think it's only six episodes. I want to say so. It's, so, so it's something you could power through pretty easily. I think. Gotcha. If you, if you have a strong stomach. All right. The next two follow-up items dive into the Scarlet Witch. So first, um, Doctor Strange 2 could make MCU Scarlet Witch more like the comics. And then we have Kevin Feige saying that Scarlet Witch could have defeated Thanos one-on-one. Okay, I question the second thing. I just do. Yeah. But I I like the idea of the first part of the story, which is I think that Scarlet Witch is a very complex character – who really I don't think is designed for an ensemble like the Avengers because she has such a uh, a quirky power set mm-hmm. and and her background which we're never going to get to well maybe we'll now that it's being folded in with um, mutants and what have you that would be it's, awesome it, it's difficult to explain how she is and who she is and what she can do and all the things that sort of led to her being you know not just an interesting character but like one that is like kind of uh, uh, scarily powerful, if yes. I can make up an, an adverb. So I think putting her in a movie with Doctor Strange, where it's just the two of them, is a smart move. I like that. I agree. I think uh, what they're doing with it opens up a lot. Having the show parlay into it, and then you know whether or not she could have defeated Thanos one on one. It's just the just Kevin Feige dropping hints at, to the power, such as that. Um, you probably have a lot of people that don't know the comics that went to those movies. And have no idea of what she has been capable of in books and how limited she has been uh, on screen. And I always go back to that scene in Infinity War where Cap and Falcon and Black Widow come save her and Vision. Like, Vision and Scarlet Witch didn't need their help. But let's just be real here. For that little squirmish that was happening, yeah, uh, pretty sure they could have handled it just fine. Uh, so I, I'm ready to see her open up another reality or do some sort of crazy shit. Cause that's what she is always known to do and not be able to control herself that well. It'd be awesome if it somehow parlays into, you know, some of her actual past, like maybe that's how they start to bring in mutant type stuff. Um, I just, I think it's set up well too. I think Elizabeth Olsen loves playing the character. I mean, she's not a, you know, a list status actress that is, you know, ready to go off and do other things. I mean, she's, I think she's only like 30, 31, something like that. So she's young. She could play this role for much longer if she wanted to. And whenever I see her talk and do interviews, it seems as though she's like fully invested into it. And especially now that she's getting a bigger role out of it, uh, I think there's tons of potential there. And I'm happy that it appears to be going that way. I like it. And that's just not just being biased of the character. I mean, to assume maybe, a little, maybe a little bit. Just a tad. What would I see you for? All right. Well, we get a teaser of Hulu's Runaway Season 3 with an official date of December 13th. I'm, it's a well-made show. Good. Is there – now, there's, there was the talk that we brought up the one time of perhaps Cloak and Dagger and Runaway's merging a tad. Yeah. Um, you know, I was happy to see this as a show. I still enjoy it. Uh, I think it's well-made, as you just said. Is 
it's kind of a a little bit of a letdown now that Disney owns everything and that I could have seen another reality where this was a Disney Plus show that eventually merged into movies with like the Young Avengers or some shit. Like I feel like they're, now that's just going to be this this Hulu show Hulu show is going to run out at some point, and then that's just going to be it. Like we had the Runaway Show and never see him again. Um, uh, maybe. I mean, I think that's a valid concern, but at the same time, like let's enjoy it for what it is for now. Because really, I mean, dude, I I, I don't I don't see a reality where we really were going to see these things get folded into the MCU proper. Like I, I read an article about, you know, sort of the demise of things like Jessica Jones and, and, and daredevil and, and that whole thing that happened over at Netflix, which I, it, it sucks. That's an afterthought the way mm-hmm. that it is becoming, but they never really were really folded into the greater fabric of the MCU. Really? Right. Like, I mean, they, they, they made reference here and there. They did not show up in the movies, which would have been fucking baller. Like, yeah. dude, and like, 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 picture the look on your face if during Infinity War there was even like a shot of the reaction of the defenders being like, "What's happening?" Which <laughs> 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 would have been so easy to pull off. Yeah, they, they didn't do it. I would have been like, uh, "Let's rewind that." The way that I have seen, and I don't give a shit. I have rewatched bootleg style Cap catching the shield, the, the hammer. So many times, I love it. And by the way, that shit went on sale today. Yeah, digital. I was just about to say, no need to watch a bootleg anymore. Um, I, I, I told you, I leapt out of my chair. That was like uh, bone chillingly, goosebumpery stuff happening over here because I care about <laughs> fictional people getting their due. <laughs> but still, anyway. Uh, but they never really took advantage of that connection that they that they could have. When they did have the luxury of 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 having that happen, well, we will see them recast and taken advantage of. I know. Although you know, uh, this is not any notes. I don't believe um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is really really playing his Deadpool card hardcore. About you know, it looks like he's gonna make he's gonna be brought over, which is fine. And he's put sort of his wish list, and on the list includes wait for it, um, Hugh Jackman. Which we mm-hmm. all see, and then Betty White. So then, then after that, then he ruins it with that. So, yeah, I mean, Deadpool's going to officially come over. I think those movies were too successful, and there's too easy of a play to just have Deadpool come over, whether it's a Deadpool three or a show on Disney Plus or something, and just make a joke out of the same way that Deadpool himself joked about going back and like killing the Green Lantern movie. The, clearly, there's a whole thing that's easily set up to make fun of Fox or some some shit. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. All right, let's talk some books. Bookies. We had uh, two to read this week. I will kick off with the first one because the second one I need you to help uh, walk me through a little bit. The first one is Batman Curse of the White Knight, number one of an eight-issue series. This is by Sean Murphy with Matt Hollingsworth. Um, we've talked many times about Batman White Knight. Uh, this is the sequel to it. Uh, the Joker recruits Azrael to help him expose a shocking secret from the Wayne family's legacy and to run Gotham City into the ground. As Batman rushes to protect the city and his loved ones from danger, the mystery of his ancestry unravels, dealing a devastating blow to the Dark Knight. Exciting new villains and unexpected allies will clash in this unforgettable chapter of the White Knight saga, and the truth about the blood they shed will shake Gotham to its core. Uh, as much as we love the first one, I think this starts off fantastically. Uh, this is... Uh, we get... The Joker escaping from his cell, going back to his old cell to take some stuff. Um, Batman 
really questioning his role in, in everything from, from where we left in the first book. You know, if he's, should he continue as Batman? Should he let people know, let the world know that he's Bruce Wayne? He's, he's tackling that decision with, with Dick Grayson. Um, you know, it's just a, it's such an awesome story and art and everything. I love that this, this book exists in its own world. And, you know, you don't have to know anything about Tom King's run or anything that Snyder did recently. Uh, it's just this perfect, awesome little story of uh, just like a passion project to Sean Murphy's that he's knocking out of the park. It's true. Well, I mean, it's no Tim Kong either. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of life. So, so this, we get okay. a couple of things about this that I think, uh, you know, are, are interesting. Well, so we get this like weird historical thing about Gotham city where the Waynes and another family have had long dealings with, how the city is run and shaped and all that good stuff. And that's one thing. And then we get the part where the Joker is hardcore, not into the good that he did in the white Knight. Right. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I want to talk about this. That was not me. No, no, no. Even though, which, which tells me if this is called the curse of the white Knight, that must be, that must be coming up. There must be some thread of that that still exists. Yes. I, Either like a, like a side effect or a or a, or a relapse or whatever it is, so I, which I'm down. This is a six book run, is that right? Eight, eight. Okay, well that's something. and then you know the character of Azrael, which is one that I knew, you know, back in the day when Batman's back got broken, he was sort of like filling in. But I didn't, but other than that, I man, we're talking like I was like a child or like like pubescent when that was a thing. He was just and, a baby, baby. I was just a baby. Baby. <laughs> I, I, baby. I, I, I could do it again. Um, I was one of baby's kids. But, <laughs> but, but, but all I can think I, about is Parks and Rec where they're, he and John Raphael are calling everybody baby. Baby. By the way, so this is interesting. Sidebar. So, I mean, we're both fa uh, fans of Aziz Ansari. Who's, who's not? It, unless you were the, the, the one woman that had uh, the issue with the date and, and yes. feels uncomfortable. And, and I give credence. That's so fine. But anyway – so I knew somebody who told me recently that they knew someone that went to a party. This is getting pretty far removed. Went to a party where he was, either with his like penthouse or whatever the hell he lives. And people, these women showed up, and he was wearing silk pajamas. And he and they were like, he was totally just like, where are my jammy jams? Which I'm like, <laughs> which, which I'm like, yeah. Listen, be on brand. I like that. You know, it, it, it's not a choice that we all can make in terms of delivery or, you know, what you're going to wear. But the fact that he – that's what I would expect him to say and wear. So, cool. Agreed. It's Jamie Jams. Anyway, um, how did we get to this point? How did we get here? <laughs> how did we, how did we get here? Uh, Asriel, you were a baby when Batman has Bat broken. Anyway, so this character must – appears to now exhibit like mental mental – issues and and uh, this whole thing which is not being exploited by the joker and listen my seatbelt's on let's do this yeah i love the joker's outfit throughout this the suspenders the belly showing the batman shirt um this is an awesome book if any interest in batman you should be reading this i like it i do the second number one we have house of x number one of six this is obviously put together by jonathan hickman uh, being written by him. I'm trying to pull up who the artists are because I forget off the top of my head. Perhaps you know. Do not know. Uh, art by Pepe Larraz. Yeah, I like to do these accents. Okay. Um, so, so this Walk is, me through this, it. Okay, so this is like 
been been simmering for some time, as you know. This is like a good chili. You know? mm-hmm. So, God, how am I going to unpack this? So, look, okay, so Charles Xavier killed during AVX long ago. How many years ago was that? We, 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 we were eight years ago? Yeah, seven okay. or eight. Okay, so he managed to come back during Charles Sewell's run of, was it Uncanny X-Men? What the hell, Astonishing? What the hell was it? One of those. Okay. Some X-Men book. So he's now inhabiting the body of Phantom X. Stay with me. And as he's not appeared on panel for a couple of years, he's managed to basically basically develop a sovereign nation out of a living island called Krakoa. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, that is for mutants only. That's it. And there's a whole series of rules. And I, yeah, a la Jonathan Hickman, there is a whole lot of like layers to this and rules and a language, which we'll discuss in a second, where basically at the end of the day, as we've heard and read and X-Men books for years, mutants are persecuted. I still don't understand why. Um, give us this island that's our own thing and we will not take over the rest of the world because apparently that's the trend. That that they that mutants are advancing and developing despite all these hurdles. And this is from the book, by the way. This is canon. Mm-hmm. Will not overtake Earth if you just give us this little space, which is a living island where we can like teleport somehow. And I, I, I'm having a hard time, even though I'm a fan. And we learn basically the, the the role of mutants. We learn how humans are sort of very, very late, like side eyeing this whole situation and. What are we going to do about it? And uh, we, basically, it's like, hey, folks, if you don't give us – and this is this is book one. If you don't give us this shit, like we will be up your ass. We And I realize I have a mixed metaphor there. That's basically what we get here. And I, and we learn where certain mutants have landed that we have not seen in some time, like the, like the Stepford Cuckoos. I really don't know who that is. Magneto and a few others. It, I mean I, I'm still trying to figure out things like Jean Grey acting kind of strange and cyclops is there but it, it, it's, it's just not quite something's not right and that's all i know so there you go that's what's about. <laughs> i mean i mean I, is that sloppily I'm, I'm sorry to be so sloppily telling this but that's what i think there is uh there's lots to unpack for someone who has is i wouldn't say completely lost um you know obviously red avengers versus x-men I've read enough reviews and news of all the events since that have come out and, you know, talking to you on this very show, but X-Men related things as they were happening. Um, there's a lot going on here. I, I think it's, I feel like the book's well put together. I, I imagine there's clearly going to be a payoff that they wouldn't have hired Hickman to do this big ass event and let him just like be terrible at it. So clearly it's going to build to something. Uh, the things I did, I did like how it was put together uh, these cool like splash pages of showing you where you are and pointing out house of X house of M where this is, where that is some details about stuff on the planet. Um, you know, I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff when, when things are laid out differently and, you know, presented in a way that's not a standard panel, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think it's cool. Um, you know, I'm a little bit lost. I'm going to rely on you for as long as I keep reading it and we'll get to next week's number one that I will at least continue for another week. Um, you know, I'm gonna do my best to read some reviews because I want to be invested. I, I want to be, I want to be hooked into this big, huge event and feel a part of the cool kids and continue reading. 
because um, I feel like there's going to be a payoff that goes somewhere that could splinter off into some other characters. Um, well, so so they've already teased a bunch of shit that's going to happen after this is over, which has also been. I, we'll discuss this another show, but like controversial things spinning out of this are being announced for and and things that are on my controversial radar. But I'll I will see what happens. Okay. Well, just as a follow-up, there is a the on their little land they created their own language, which is crazy nonsense, but people have decoded it, and it is out there on comic book resources and probably a bunch of other sites by now. Um, we don't need to dive into it, but if you want to uh, fully invest yourself in learning this mutant language, you can do so. Yeah, I'm too busy. Yeah, got things to do. Those are context clues. I mean, there there is one thing that reads uh, the curious case of Moira X. That's that is a reference to Moira uh, McTarget, which is a uh, uh, plays by Rose Byrne in the X movies. That's one thing that's like okay, that's something. Okay, sounds cool. That's one thing that I'm like oh okay that means that means something to people. All right. Well, next week, this week, uh, this week we will continue reading. Next week we will review Powers of Ten, number one. Uh, it's House of X and Powers of Ten. Yep. So Powers of Ten, number one, continues this story that we had just started. For the future, superstar writer Jonathan Hickman continues his revolutionary new direction for the X-Men, intertwining with House of X, Powers of Ten, reveals the secret past, present, and future of mutant kind, changing the way you look at every X-Men story before and after. You do not want to miss the next seminal moment in the history of the X-Men. I mean, sell me not. I'm already there. I don't Let's want to miss this. it. Here I am. I, I'm excited. I really am. And also, like what I also like is they they released the release schedule where it's like every fucking week we're getting something, and I like that. Yes, I do. And they laid it out for you, and now stick to it because plenty of things have had delays in the past. Well, why do you have to like, ruin it? <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm being super serial here. Okay, fine. <clears throat> All right, we both got to two other things that we read this week. I'm assuming these are the only two that you got to as well. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, first up, Wicked and Divine, number 44. This being the... There's one more issue, but it's an epilogue. So this is essentially what is the conclusion of the story that we've been reading for quite a while. Um, which, okay, which, by the way, I, I was uncertain of, of is this the end? Because it, it, it reads very, this is the end. Yes. And and I, as you know, at presently, but not for long, I take the subway to work. So I get like blips where I'm like, I can't look up like what, what, what is this the end? So it's not the, but I was very like, wait a minute. And so I'm, I'm Googling like wicked divine final issue. Wicked divine. It, it, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, I, the epilogue better not be like some shit. I don't care about is my main concern. Yeah. I would share, I would have that concern as well. Like I, I just, like things happened that seemed very, you know, what I'm saying, very definitive. Mm-hmm. People are people are dead. Yes, and they have really wrapped up certain storylines that, that, that need not be explored any further. Mm-hmm. And then, and I read, I, which I never do. I read the the final like letters page, mm-hmm. which again it read very much like goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> do you saying? Did you, I assume you read. It. You always do. Yep. Is it, it was okay. But but you know what though like you invest so much in this and I think that that I I and I because this book had been delayed for some time I had to reread the twist of they're not gods they're basically mutants who have been convinced <laughs> to, to, right it's all to, been a ploy it's all been a ploy 
but but and I'm sorry, spoiler alert, if you are somehow behind on a book like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm ready for it to end. Uh, yeah, ready was ready for it to end. I did enjoy the journey of, of reading this book, um, of being subscribed and going along with it. I, I, I feel like here's these two working together uh, are fantastic. If, if someone has read this book and liked it, go read the other stuff they've done together. Do yourself a favor, and if you don't typically read comics panel by panel on Comixology on an iPad, do that because their stuff plays very well to that. Um, they're great with layouts. The color is awesome. Art is good. And if you like this, you know, their art and things all work similar similar together. Um, story was cool. It could have been, I could have done without the one shots. And the story itself could have been one trade, maybe two shorter. Yeah. I feel like you could have packed way more. Like this ends up being 44, 45 issues. It could have been like 30. 30 yeah. Five trades. And ditch the one shots. The one uh, shots were garbage. Yeah. It would have been a, a tighter series, tighter storytelling. Uh, it wouldn't have taken so long to tell the entire run. That being said, it was still a good book. Um, I feel like it just uh, it was lacking in a little bit of areas. But, uh, you know, I'm very glad I read it. Me too. Some and way. yes, I agree. I hope the epilogue is not full of stuff I don't care about. Exactly. Elsewhere in this week, Ascender number four. And I think I said this last time when Ascender three came out. Um, I will say it again and perhaps a, a slightly different way. I don't believe there is a book that I read as fast as this. Meaning it that go, when I goes. start reading the first page, I get to the end and I, I'm like, how did I read a full book? How did I read a full 20, what, however many pages in like a minute? This flies by. It does. And because it's so, it's so great to look at. The story is told so well. You're interested in the characters already. And, and obviously a, a couple of these are carries out carryovers from a fantastic book that we've read, but, you know, introducing an, a new character in the daughter, you know, a whole new storyline of, of magic being involved. Uh, these two are just on top of their game with descender and ascender. Uh, you know, happy to be along for the ride, my friends. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I almost use the word blessed. But that's not right. <laughs> I, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like, um, it's cool that we get to see the story continue the way that it is, and, and they and they have been really slow playing things like well, ten twenty one, frankly, <laughs> but like what we're, the, the story is, is it's it's a continuation. They have you know killed off some characters that we like. They have you know put others through the ringer. They have given others like uh, uh, dimensions we didn't quite knew they had. Bandit. So I mean, I, I'm 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 in. I wonder how long they planned this one for. Yeah, I don't know. Wonder if it'll just be the same. So thirty something. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm done with that. Okay. Uh, and other news. Uh, the comic resource always does sort of a list like this. Um, a sucker for them. Uh, ten comics every fan should read that are not Marvel or DC. So I, I love to go through these. Make sure we're reading them because we obviously read a lot that is not the big two. And are we reading them? Have we read them? I will quickly go through them. Number ten, Umbrella Academy. Okay. Obviously. Good. Number nine, Paper Girls. Sure. Number eight, Ether from Matt Kent and David Rubin. Uh, issue one. Yeah, right? I remember that. Seven, Death Be Damned. Uh, I did not read that one. Mm-mm. Six, They're Not Like Us. I read the first handful of those. Five, eight. No. Four, Generation Gone. We did read that, of course. Mm-hmm. Three, Punk Mambo. I feel like we read that, but I couldn't remember if we actually did. Uh, I don't remember reading this. Okay. I know you did Punk Rock Jesus. That's the only punk I remember. 
That's a different book. I know. Uh, two, Chu. Yes. And number one, Saga. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, my Saga, should have been a follow-up, is currently... Let me pull up the old USPS tracking. Because so my Saga was... number one is en route to uh, to your doorstep. So why you do that? So the, the point that we bring this up is... So this Thursday night, Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang are signing the final issue of Paper Girls, which is ending. <laughs> And uh, we're going to get that shit signed. <sighs> I can't thank you enough. Well, listen, it's partially for me as well. And I'm I'm dragging a buddy of mine who I dragged to, I think, the Jeff Lemire signing. He, he really shit the bed on that one. But he's going to help me get, do this one. So we can double down on, on signed books. Did you just – is that all you sent? It's just the first book? Yeah, I didn't have a – so saga number one is coming. Um, you know, it is what it is. I didn't have time. I'm busy. Got a lot of shit going on. Didn't have time to go back up in there and try to find something else to send, and that was the main important one. I already have whatever you got me the last time signed. Oh yeah, which I still have. Uh, and then what was it? Paper Girls one we bought from the store that I have signed of him. Well, so I have your Paper Girls trade, and I have your uh, Mister Miracle trade. So, I'm a good. Fu- I'm a good fucking friend. So I got some stuff signed by him. And the only other thing that I, that that I might own is just like some random issue of Runaways. Um, but that's okay. There will be another also, time. Uh, also, I want to point out that I know that Mr. Miracle is written by Tom King, not Brian K. Vaughn. I just, I'm just saying I have that as well. Yeah. Well, uh, if you – like to like phone in and be like, uh, who wrote that? If you find yourself you know, one comic short, just go into a um, back issue and find just some like whatever cool cover of his run on Runaways. That would be just fine. Any more advice? That's it. Okay. Thank you. Um, Jonathan Hickman was responsible for Z- Xavier's death in AVX, sort of. Did I? Did, did you read any of this? Jonathan Hickman accidentally shot himself in the foot while helping write Avengers vs. X-Men, aka AVX. The writer revealed as much during his panel at Comic-Con San Diego. Hickman was one of the writers who worked on AVX 2012 crossover that pitted the two superheroes, blah, 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 blah. Along the way, he introduced Charles Xavier to the story of someone who doubted what his former students were doing. I was in the room when we decided to kill Charles Xavier in AVX, Hickman told attendees. And I was like, no, don't kill Charles. He wasn't in the main series. I brought him in issue number six when we did the Mutant Society building. That turned into him dying, which kind of screwed me because I wanted us to use him in New Avengers as part of the Illuminati. They were like, no, that's a perfect ending. And now he's reviving everything X-Men. So Hickman has gone all the way around here in the Marvel Universe. That's true. And Charles Xavier is like really fucking some shit up. Well, doesn't he always? You know what? That's one of those things. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean that's one of the things where I mean, even, even when I was like very young, he wasn't around. He went to like like outer space or something, and then he came back when I was like twelve, maybe even thirteen. The, the point is, I don't know, Alan. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's one of those characters. Uh, what are you gonna do? The mutants are misunderstood. Yeah, they are. They're so misunderstood. And lastly, uh, word apparently is Jane Foster's Thor will reportedly join the new Avengers lineup in the MCU. They are, they are really doubling down on this whole decision, right? Mm-hmm. We went from from Natalie Portman being like done to being like integral. Yep. So that's okay. Cool. I did see another story too, where during Comic Con, when Tessa Thompson made note that Valkyrie would be looking for her new king, um, Jamie Alexander, Lady Sif has. Uh, it's piqued her interest that she would love to come back in the movie as well. She was not in Ragnarok, and apparently that was only due to scheduling issues. Uh, so we might get Lady Sif back as well. Who cares? All right, well, she's good looking. 
I mean, okay, then I care. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, it's we got a couple years before it even comes out, but big things happening. We're back, baby, and, and that's that. Tune in next week as we uh, read Powers of Ten number one and continue on this uh, Jonathan Hickman journey. Can't wait. TooManyComics.com, hit us up. And uh, David, we will be in touch very soon. I've been reading too many comics.